Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. How are we doing? Let's check in. We're here. It's Thursday. Every Thursday, you get Joy and Claire. Claire's doing a cheer. Oh, did you? You never watched the show Cheer, right? You never. Of course I did. Yes, I did. Wait, the whole series? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I I had to find out if Jerry made Matt. Yes, that's right. And I was super impressed that you made it through an entire yeah. show. It was because of Brandon's, it was when Brandon's little sister was living with us and she that's was right. like so into it and she was like, you yeah. guys have to stick with it. And I'm so glad that we did because it truly Good. was a gem. I referenced so, it recently, actually. We were ta- we were like getting ready for a digital event with work and I was like, okay, well, like let's practice what happens like if somebody's internet drops or like, and I was like, you know, it's like when Monica makes them practice what happens if somebody falls out of a stunt and they're like, what are you talking about? And, but a couple people were like, oh my God, yeah. And I was like, totally get guys? it. Yeah. You guys are my people. Yeah. I hope they're doing a season two because I... So apparently they were in the middle of a season two, but then they didn't go to Daytona. Daytona got canceled. Curse words in my brain right now. Yeah. I I mean, so, okay. So speaking of... Speaking of things that have been canceled, let's just acknowledge (laughs) that we should be at the CrossFit Games right now. It actually would be next weekend. Or I think it would, it was like either, I think it was originally supposed to be next weekend, but all of my Instagram and Facebook memories right now are from... Irregardless. (laughs) Are from years past of CrossFit Games and yeah, all the memories. Especially, I still miss Carson so much. I do too. That was like the glory days of the CrossFit Games. The innocence of CrossFit. It was so so good. I really miss those days. I miss just flying in and no one knew what CrossFit was. Like the drivers were like, "You're going where?" Everyone in LA had no. They they could care. They could care less. Wait, they could care less. I always get that wrong, and everyone gets mad at me. But they could care less, and it wasn't a they big deal. They couldn't care I mean, less. I get corrected every time, and I always say I'm never going to get it right. So just it doesn't matter. You know, deal with they it. They didn't care. <laughs> they didn't care, and you know Madison was a different story where like the whole world knew, and it just right. felt a little bit different, like a little snooty in LA, and I appreciated that. I, I know I appreciated that nobody gave any any f's that we were yeah. And sitting and like baking in the tennis. Ugh, yes. And just whatever like, it was. Yeah. So hot and sweaty the whole time. Like I loved it. And I, it just was so magical. It just felt and so magical. Like last year, this time we were hanging out with Will with all the uh-huh. events on the big gay agenda. That was the name big of their event agenda. through the week. And they had such a fun, centrally located, like right under the big Jumbotron event for Outwad all day on like the third day of the games. It was just so great. And the fans, like they they handed out like those, um, like physical fans, not like a fan fan, not like a human fan, but like a fan to fan yourself with Outwad on it. And they had great t-shirts and... Just everything. I just loved it. I just miss yeah, the CrossFit to... Games. Like, no matter how in and out of love I fall with CrossFit, the activity, the CrossFit Games will always hold a special place in my heart I as know. just being like this Disneyland of CrossFit. Disneyland, you get to see all these fun people and you get to meet our listeners in person. Yeah, so I'm I'm definitely feeling it and especially yes. seeing the photos and the memories pop up. And then the one that popped up with Chris Moore and I was just super sad about him. So we're just kind of in that space where like if anyone out there is feeling it too, just makes me so sad. It makes me miss. And then I think about everything that's gone on this year with the CrossFit. Right. And, and like, I haven't really like kept up with, with what's going on with that. But I mean, I hope that they're moving on to do 
better things and I hope that the community continues to grow stronger but it's just been a whirlwind yes. thinking that we've gone every single year for what five years straight and I was watching some been videos my eighth CrossFit Games yeah god and I was watching mm-hmm. videos because Claire and I are doing a, a video shoot this weekend oh my to put some so video hard. content up on our Instagram and other social media platforms TBD, and we're, what we're actually gonna do tbd it <laughs> but it's gonna be so fun because it's with my friend megan and i've worked with her for years and so i was going through some old videos and the ones that we would put up on youtube remember when we oh my gosh <laughs> yes okay no did i tell you my nephew started a youtube channel he is yeah you told me this how old is and he? he was like you don't have any followers he's like seven and a half and he started a youtube channel about gardening and he was like i found your youtube and like it must have been i mean he i followed his youtube channel so maybe that's like how he got sure i found it i don't know and he was like i found your youtube channel why don't you have any followers and i was like my what oh that youtube channel <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. So if you guys I mean, go we back, used to sit in my dining like, room and just do There's some real old but very hilarious if I do say so myself. Yeah. YouTube videos. And really us. what it comes down to. And I was also going back and listening to some old episodes because because we need some sound bites and I was just like, nothing has really changed. <laughs> I was listening mm-hmm, to episode no. three hundred and how right. you were about to give birth and I was freaking out because I thought you were gonna like, give go birth before that stage. event. Yeah. yeah. But it's always good to go down memory lane. I feel like memory lane can feel painful in a way sometimes because you miss those days. Mm-hmm. But it's also very therapeutic because you're like, oh, man, it's almost like you time travel. And then you're like, if only I, I knew know. then what I know now. I know. And I don't I definitely miss like the cross those like early CrossFit days. I miss like, but I don't I don't know. I don't think I would go back to them. I would go back to Carson. That's not true. I would totally go back to Carson. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, Let's you would go real. to the big ass fan. I would go to the, I'd eat. Oh my gosh. I had a memory pop up of like the giant ice cream cookie sandwich from Nick's Paleo. Oh, that yep. was just the best. Paleo Nick's. Yeah. Not Nick's Paleo. I Paleo totally Nick's. remember that. So yeah. good. Okay. So we did have one anonymous person respond to us from last week when we were talking about like what would happen if you woke up with a, and like found out you had a bunch of money. Like have, and we asked like, have you? Have you ever come in? Have, to, like, you, have a bunch you, of you ever? And I thought it was really interesting because what they said was that they had a relative who passed away. They passed away very suddenly, and nobody knew that they had as much money as they did. Right, like, like this, this, relative this relative lived really, lived very frugally. Very um, you frugal. never would have thought that they had any had that much money. And but it turned out that this relative had invested very smartly and had a lot of money in investments. And because they passed away very suddenly, you know. Who knows what they would have done with that money. But this listener then became one of very few beneficiaries. Yeah, I think it was the listener and and the sibling. So it's just like 50-50. Of all of this money that they didn't even realize was there. And so they said, in some ways, it hasn't changed their life at all because they act like it's not even there. Like they invested it. It's done. It's like out of sight, out of mind. They don't even look at the statements. They have paperless statements. They delete the emails. Like they truly don't even track it. They just Which act I like think it's is not a, even there. Such an interesting way to kind of yes. live with it. Yeah. And then they said, but in other ways, it has changed their life because even though they act like it's not there, they know it's there. And so it allows them to like not be so conservative in their day-to-day life. Like if they go on vacation, they're going to spend a little bit more because they aren't worried about that money for retirement. Or they know that like at the end of the day, they could just quit their job if they hated it and, you know, live off that money for a little while. So in that way, it's like just relieved a lot of stress knowing that they do have this cushion 
should they need it. So I thought that was just really interesting, you know, and and they finished it in the email. They were like, I have always joked that I could spend a million dollars in a weekend. And I'm quite sure that that's true. But I love what this person said at the beginning. They were like, if you ask 10 different people how much money is a lot of money, you will get 10 different answers. Totally. Which I think is totally true. So they were like, so let's unpack reasons why it has not changed my life. And the main one was that they had never held it in their hands. So they try to like not think about it, that it's there. Mm-hmm. And that the same thing of it hasn't changed their life because they know that they could spend a million dollars in a weekend if they right. if they were given the opportunity to. So they're like, they, they really hold a very strict boundary. And that it, the ways that it has changed their life is that money is a stressor. So knowing that if something did happen, that that is a safety net, so to speak, mm-hmm. that they could fall back on and that control feeling that they have control of that piece and any decisions around it. So that you feel like you the safety net and the control around it feels pretty powerful, which mm-hmm. I could see that but I find it so interesting because you know, you and I talked about it like, okay, hypothetically, if that was something that happened to us, what would we do with it? Wherever you go there you are kind of comes to mind where I would be so frugal and I would be so scared to spend money. I would probably do the same thing that this listener did. I'd mm-hmm. probably put it away and not think about it and just try to be living the life that I lived before that I came into this money. Right. And then like, just to have like a bitch in retirement or something. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Um, so then we also got an, an article someone sent us of the title is what's the most expensive thing you've ever bought with cash. And it was just so kind of along that same theme of if you ask 10 different people how much a lot of money is, they'll get 10 different answers. Yep. And it was such a, an interesting list. And it was it says nearly 500 people responded reporting everything from a $250 pair of red leather platform goth boots. Amazing to a $1.4 million cash deal on a new house. And there were a couple in here that were just so funny. Like one of them 5500 for a petrified tree. It says in July of 2018, I bought a 22 million year old 4000 pound petrified tree in Indonesia and had it shipped back to the US. I'm using it to build the world's first petrified wood fireplace. That's amazing. I mean, if you want to say that you have the first, like that's for $5,500, I would say that's a, that's a smoking deal for someone who has Uh, the first of anything. Oh, oh, I see what I did there. Did not mean that. (laughs) You didn't mean that. That was, that was a great fireplace pun, Joy. You didn't even mean to. (laughs) I'm so surprised or I'm actually not shocked you caught onto that. I didn't even catch it. I wonder, like, sometimes I feel like puns, inadvertent puns are even better than like on purpose puns. They really are. $23,425 for four one and three quarter liter bottles of Don Julio 1942. That's a lot of money for alcohol, you know? (laughs) You know? That's a lot. This is how I used to, because I was, I had zero money in college that I always viewed alcohol as you're just pissing away money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I never drank in college unless it was free. I never, ever drink in college to spend money on it because I always thought, I have to eat tomorrow. Do I want to really spend my money? And that's my poor person at the time way of looking at it because I'm like, I can't spend this $5 on a beer. I have to like have lunch tomorrow and I'm just going to be pissing this out the toilet. Right. I mean, one could argue the same thing with food, but it's nourishing your body, right? I don't right? think you could argue the same thing with food. <laughs> food, you, you need food to live. Yeah. Anyway, so that was just, those were like, there was a ton of things on that list, but I think it is really interesting that everybody, and we've talked about this, like we, when we had the School of Betty 
founder oh, yeah. on our podcast that we talked a little bit about like everybody brings their own stories into thinking about money and their own backgrounds and it's like a very personal thing and it's just so interesting so you know if you came rich overnight we're still we still want to hear your story yeah. we'll be anonymous and just look at how great we did at keeping this so great anonymous you don't even know if it's a male or female or just I wonder it could if be JT leave, what if people leave their animals money money can you do that I'm sure you can I wonder that has to happen all the time I feel like That's, you couldn't. I feel like there's got to be like a legal there's gotta be kibosh. It, yeah. There really <laughs> like, has to be. Must be a homo sapien. I wanted to try something new this week. Okay. It's going to be delayed gratification though. Are you Great. on board for that? So I want to, so instead of having people send us questions, I want people to send us answers. And I, my please, dream is for this continue. to be in the form of a voice memo. Oh, so okay. what I would love is I want to like talk about a couple of questions and these will start out by just being very sort of like silly questions. And I want you guys to send us a voice memo with your answers. And I just want to like play them on a future episode, like just kind of for fun. Because okay. we always get people who text us, like our friends that we know that listen to the podcast will text us like their answers to these things. And oh. it's just like, so I want you, I want this to be a little more like interactive. Yeah. And so you mean, case, okay. So you're saying like Jess will text us while she's listening. Right. And with she'd be her like, live, oh, right. Her live feedback of like, yes. oh, my favorite dinner when I was a kid was spaghetti and meatballs. And you're like, right. oh, that's a fun fact about my friend Jess that I didn't know. As you know, I've been listening to Samin Nosrat's podcast and I love it. There's only six episodes, which is sad to me. But the thing that I love about it is that they, they use voice memos to ask questions. Uh -huh. And so it's like having people call in. And I was like, well, we kind of do that already when people send us voice memos. Yeah, totally. But I want it to be like, I want to hear, I want to hear what people have to say. I don't want them to just be asking us questions. Like I want to get to sure. know people a little bit more. I do too. I always want to get to know what yeah. people are doing and what people are thinking and saying. Yeah. Let's refresh people's memories on how to do a voice memo. I have no yes. idea how to do this on an Android. I apologize. I think it's probably similar. On I'm sure everyone has a voice memo app on their phone. Right. So of some sort. On the iPhone, there is an app that comes with your phone just called Voice Memos. And it's kind of like mm -hmm. hidden. So you may have never used it before. So go to your little search bar, tap on the Voice Memo thing, hit record, and then hold your phone up to your face like you're making a phone call. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And then just talk to yourself that's for it. like 30 to 30 seconds to two or three minutes. Take yep. it away from your face, hit end. And then you can export that directly into an email. Just send that it right little, to like, this is Joanne Claire. Arrow. Send it right. This is Claire at gmail.com. So do that. And here's what I want to know. And then we can talk about this too. What is a food? I want to talk about food. What is a food mm -hmm. that you love that other people think is gross? Because hmm. I think I have a lot of these types of foods. Because I have tend so many of those that I'm like, oh my God, you have so much food that I think is so gross. Yeah, because I don't know. I just like, I like a very wide variety of foods and people think, and then like, I feel like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, what are things that we don't like that other people like? Right. So let's go both ways. Is there, yeah. but specifically to food. So yeah. is there a type of food that you really don't like that other people seem to really like? Mm. And what's a food that you love that other people are like, that's disgusting. So that's our question to you listeners. And you know what? Let's wait till next week to answer it. Okay. So we'll talk, we'll follow up on this next week. Send us your answers and we will give you our answers as well. Okay, great. Because that'll Great. give me some time to think about it. I have some idea, but that'll give me some time to really think about this. Let's see if this, this works. This could be okay. like a fun little segment. It's totally. And and truly, we're just like always wanting to hear other people's voices. Yeah. We really do love voice memos. It can just be a short, like, this doesn't, you don't have to like go into a whole no. soliloquy about this. Just no, be like, yeah, hey, yeah. guys, tell us your name. Tell us where you're from. Hey, guys, this is Claire. I'm from Boulder, Colorado. I really love sardines. And other people think sardines are gross. That would be a real life example. Yeah, that is a real life example. Yeah, I just had sardines mm -hmm. for lunch, as a matter of fact. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> so gross. They're so good. 
So good for you. Okay, what's the voice memo? Let's hear it. Okay, so we have a good voice memo that I would like to play. Hi, Joey and Claire. My name is Val. I just got done listening to your episode 32. The one that was recorded in June. Oh, July. (laughs) That was awesome. We do that all the time. I do that all the time. What day is it? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I wanted to call and thank you guys for your opening conversation about life coaching, the executive coaching, therapy, yes, therapy, no. Here's my experience or how this relates to me. I'm a recovering alcoholic and two and a half years sober. I went through some pretty intensive outpatient therapy, did a lot of digging and dealing and it was good. But it's a lifelong process. It never really goes away. One of the ways that, you know, alcoholism and addiction shows up in my life and my sober life is in with food, with my relationship with food. So um, during the shutdown, I reached out and I found a therapist that was kind of meditation focused because I wanted to drill into the, you know, emotional eating. Like I had self-diagnosed this as emotional eating and, and I th- wanted to dig into that and so I found somebody that was that could work with me on some meditations and some kind of centering calming recognizing my own situation to deal with that to help to heal that right so one of the tools that we worked with is this kind of visual image of a pond right where you the pond is your space it's your emotions it's your it's yours and you can sit on the edge of your pond and hold space for your emotions to flow by you can get in or get out you don't let other people in your pond it's your pond and so that was really helpful for me to kind of get near things that were you know traumatic and and agitating without fully committing to digging into it um, but just to hold space for it and recognize how that feels in my body after doing this for a while maybe six eight weeks of diligently like working on these meditations and spending some time digging crying a lot and I was just kind of frustrated with it I was over with it and I remember telling my boyfriend and excuse my French on this I remember telling him you know I'm digging into this whole like these meditations and my emotions and this pond and it turns out it's a fucking cesspool in there so I'm just sick of dealing with it you know and I put it down and I and I didn't really go back and this was a few months ago and so now you know it's summertime and the weather's good and our gym's open back up and and I'm wanting to kind of get going again and I'm really struggling still with food and motivation and just stuff in general but I don't really want to dig into my cesspool again so what I did was I signed up for Camille and I'm, I can't say her last name, LeBlanc, 30-day challenge, which is going to be good. I think that's a short-term, you know, short-term tangible, something that I can work on, way for me to kind of refocus. I really love the suggestion about the app, the executive coaching app. I have a new job, relatively new. I've been there a year and a half, and I think there's some big opportunities for me there, but I don't want to self-sabotage. You know, I have a tendency to have the not good enough stuff kind of come creeping in. So that also might be a really good tangible tool for me to put my energy on. To make a long story short, I just want to thank you for that conversation, for you guys recognizing too and sharing with, with your listeners that there's a time and a place for, you know, therapy and for me dealing with swimming in my cesspool and there's a time when I just don't want it and I want something tangible and something that I can do 
to change and move. Thank you for that. I hope you guys have a great rest of your summer. All right, bye. So yeah, that's such a good point because there's, I mean, like we talked about last week of just being like, I'm not in the mood to like hear myself talk sometimes. I'm not in the mood to revisit the past. And I think there's definite benefit in times where you just kind of need to emotionally dump Sometimes you're just like, I need to just focus on the future. (laughs) Yeah, and especially right now. Like, I think that right now everything feels so intense that the thought of adding more intensity to that is like, okay, I don't have the energy to dig into the why right now. I just need some tangible strategies to move forward. And then, like, when I get to a point where I can breathe again, then maybe at that point we can deal with the why. But I don't want to, like, it's not always helpful to start with, okay, let's start by uncovering everything. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not ready to clean out the closet. I just need to put the laundry away. Like this is not, I'm not here to dig out everything. I just need to like, I'm not here to clean out the the whole garage. I just need to be able to park my car in here. You just pick your analogy. I just need to like get to the point where I can use this again. (laughs) Totally. And by this, I mean like my stable mental state. Yeah. Right. And (laughs) speaking of stable mental states, I feel like we have to talk about the Taylor Swift album that just released because a lot of people were not confused, but I did hear some mixed feedback for people who are really used to her poppy sound. So for those of you who don't know, Taylor Swift surprise released. I love when, when artists are just like BTW, here's 11 tracks I made for you guys. Um, She just surprise released it last Friday. And she collabed with one of the collabed members of the National, as well as Bon Iver and a couple other amazing artists that are more of like the I call it with Scott like the sad guy music, where it's just really chill. Totally. Like the National super sad guy music. Yeah, it's and like <laughs> rain on your window. Oh, totally. And Scott loves music. sad guy music. Loves it. Loves it. He will run miles listening to the Wasn't National. Wasn't somebody saying that they call it sad lawyer music? Yeah. <laughs> Sad lawyer music. I don't know why. It's like because it's very like cerebral. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So anything in that genre, Scott is all about it. And he'll be like, Do you I have some new music for you? I'm like, hold on, I need to take a nap before I can listen to this because it's gonna make me put to sleep, put me to sleep. But I can't tell you how many concerts I've been. This is so bad. I think we went and saw oh my gosh, who did we go see? It was in San Francisco so long ago. Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. Anyway, I'll think of it and I'll, it'll, I'll circle back. But we saw a show. I totally fell asleep during the show. This is the other thing too <laughs> with live music. Like I, I have been to a handful of really fantastic concerts in my life. I think that one of the reasons that I don't love concerts is because a lot of the music that I like is that more like very, very mellow, like Bon Iver, Amos Lee. Amos Lee has a little bit more of like a Southern kind of gospel side to him if you get, if you see him live. Iron and Wine. Iron and Wine. wine. Yes, Iron and Wine. Exactly. Like that exact vibe where you're like, I just feel like I need to be like spooning with someone right now. (laughs) Like I listened to Iron and Wine on repeat one time on a train from Vermont to New York. Totally. That's when you listen to this music. Yes. And so I think that that's part of why I don't really love (laughs) concerts is because for me, listening to music is a very like down regulating activity. Sure. And not that those artists aren't really good live, but like that's not what I seek music out for. Like I seek music out to down regulate, not to like go crazy or not even to like be around a bunch of people. Like to me, that's sort of like my, okay, I'm just going to like chill. I was listening to, I've been getting really into like Celtic um, inspired music lately. Okay. 
I'm really on like a northern UK sort of really vibe are. lately. It's just is like so soothing to me. And I was listening to this band called The Riverside. And it's just so like... It's like that where you're just like, like I was listening to it yesterday when it was raining and like Miles and I were coloring and Evie was taking a nap and the rain was yeah. falling down. I was listening it's to amazing. music. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Taylor Swift. So, so Taylor Swift did this collaboration with these very sad guy music. I mean, it's amazing music. Don't get me wrong. They're beautiful artists. I think they're great. It's just that times when I go to concerts, just in general, you guys all know how much I freak out at concerts. And then of course, sometimes I fall asleep. It's fine. But the artist that she did the music with and I think Jack Antonoff was on some of these songs too which he is just he's just moving around he helped the Dixie Chicks like go Jack he's everywhere but the sound sounds exactly like and I love it let me just say that right now I think it's an amazing album because it's so different from anything that she's ever done but she's such a beautiful songwriter Mm -hmm. and it sounds like the perfect quarantine soundtrack soundtrack for quarantine we don't need to shake it off like I don't know right don't tell me to shake it off don't tell me to be happy right now this soundtrack just give me some sad lawyer music is, so I can yeah, just think the, my the thoughts the album folklore is very much like the national made an album but just had Taylor Swift sing the lead vocals <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. But with Taylor Swift lyrics, it's so good. I think it's brilliant. I think she just really kind of embraced quarantine. It was like she went she went deep into her fantasy land and thoughts and mood. And it's so good. Oh, it's so beautiful. So I highly recommend it. And then, of course, like if you're looking for the pure pop Taylor Swift album, this is not going to be for you. But I'm a fan and I really appreciate it. There's a part of me, too, that's like, why should we judge someone's hard work that she put into making this album? Everybody just appreciate that she made some amazing music and uh, listen or don't listen. Somebody, I I texted you about this yesterday, but somebody, I saw an Instagram comment that just so perfectly captured it, which was like, just when you thought nothing good was going to come out of 2020, Taylor Swift said, hold my cats and gave us this album. It's true. Hold my cats. Yeah. And JVN, Jonathan Van Ness did a great Insta stories post with all of his cats. And then he was like dancing, doing lyrical dancing to the album. You just love him. So the other thing that I watched, well, consumed art this weekend, I would not call it art, but just Netflix is (laughs) the Indian matchmaking show. So this is a show that it's all and this is where I watch it. And I'm like, is this offensive to people? Because it's all about an Indian matchmaker who goes around and like a legitimate, like old fashioned Indian matchmaker. And they're like, okay, so this is what the family wants. And it's Mm -hmm. very much like they either go off of a love marriage or an arranged marriage. And so they follow these people about, and it's very much like Americans, they're Indian, but they live in America, but they kind of like want, they want to marry another Indian. Mm -hmm. And so they go through and they do all of this criteria of what they want. It's a pretty fascinating show, but I think it's just more, again, whatever, whatever the things that hook me about a show are the characters or like the people that they mm-hmm. cast. And I just think they have like really cute people on the show. But I, I've read art- articles too of like how it's very, I don't know, judgy and how people like list criteria of what they want. And I'm like, yeah, but I could see that too. But I'm like, uh, we have The Bachelor. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, give me a break. <laughs> 
Um, that's that's so, our cultural heritage. Yeah, I mean, give me a break. So, so I watched that. I thought that was really, really cute. I watched one episode of Skin Decisions, which I could only watch one episode because they go through and like they do a lot of, which I found fine watching Lennox Hill. Like, remember Lennox Hill? Yeah, yeah. Wait, but what is Skin Decisions? Skin Decisions about? Skin Decisions is about people coming to this very famous Hollywood doctor who does plastic surgery and skin treatments. And they say, I have this problem. I've tried 20 rounds of this and it hasn't worked. And I've done two rounds of Accutane and it hasn't worked. And I've had all these scars and da, 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 da. Or this one woman had like full on bullet hole scars from when she was shot during this horrible DV incident. So she wanted to get rid of them. So I, I love that these that the people they cast are really, really, they have really awesome stories. The thing I don't love is the surgeries. Like for whatever reason, mm. I could watch Lennox Hill and watch them do watch brain surgery. Yeah. But I can't see them like sawing off someone's stomach. I'm like, ooh. So I did one <laughs> episode of that. And I think that's definitely like trash TV. Someone wrote me and was like, that's not trash TV. I'm like, I, you know what? I clump every reality show into trash reality TV. So right, just, like, am I learning just so something? you know, I, I'm not like, learning anything really. going to change my life? <laughs> there's no, there's a few things that may, I may learn. And then, okay. And then I watched, finally watched Michelle Obama's documentary, Becoming. Yes, I saw And I had put that off. Have you watched it yet? Uh Uh-uh. I don't get to choose the things I watch. It's not because I'm like emotionally avoiding it. It's just because I I was going to be like, are you emotionally avoiding it? No, it's not. It's mostly because that if I like turn on the TV, I have to be watching something on Disney Plus. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, I purposely put it off because I knew that it would be hard for me to watch emotionally because I'm just so sad by our leadership right now. That's no surprise to anyone. But I also read Mary Trump's book this weekend, or I listened to it. And so I was like, in this mode of, okay, I have a little bit more knowledge. I don't want to say compassion. But I think the book, if anyone out there wants to read it, it's called Too Much and Never Enough by Mary Trump. And the reason I wanted to read it is because I listened to an episode from Terry Gross on NPR, where she interviewed Mary. And I had no idea that his cousin was a psychologist. And she's she has a PhD in psychology. So I was like, that's interesting. So I listened to it and it's a really good history of his family. So it's not like, I don't want to say it's propaganda against Trump. It's just more of this is our family and this is what he grew up with and what we grew up with. Mm-hmm. Now granted, she doesn't it's have another a, side of the story. Yes. It's another side of the story. I'm taking it with a grain of salt because everyone has their opinions. And of course, she grew up with him. So in that sense, I was like informed and also it just gave me an an- a lot of answers where I was like, oh, now I see why he is the way he is. And granted, I don't know the man. Like, he's not my friend. But <laughs> so I can't say that this is absolutely true. But just from what we see and what right. we've seen over the years with his behavior, I'm like, hmm, okay, that explains a lot. That explains a lot. But, you know, she also has a very... Uh, her view is not positive of him. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, right, I'm not, it's not naive a neutral. to think like this is very much slanted because she's like, this guy is a monster type of thing. <laughs> totally. Right. So it's, it's not a neutral party. No. It. So it's not like she's just trying to be right. like, hey, everybody, I want you to explain. I want to explain how he is and give him some grace. Like, not at all. Right. So I, I decided to, <laughs> I decided to watch Michelle Obama's documentary Becoming because I've been put I like had it in my queue for so long but it's one of those things where I'm like I just needed to be in the emotional space to watch it because I knew watching it mm-hmm. would make me so sad that we have such that you, different that leadership right now mm-hmm. it would make me really miss 
I feel like sometimes I see, again, totally just my view, the Obamas is like, we had such a good energy and everyone was loving and maybe they didn't do everything everyone wanted them to do in the White House, but they had hope and they had love and they loved this country Mm -hmm. and they didn't try to divide they never, not once right. did I, I ever see I them mean, try to divide people. I don't want to people. turn this into like a whole political rant. No. Because I think no, no, there no, no, are no. The, plenty of people out there who would say they did divide, you know, look at the other right. side of the story. But, but from your, yeah. View, yeah, from your viewpoint. From my view, I, I'm And like, I'm just when, trying, I'm like, I know that every yeah. time we bring this up, we do get totally. some, some messages from our listeners who are Trump supporters saying, you know, I really felt left out from that conversation. And again, like, this is one of those to hearken back to our episode a couple of weeks ago that... This is one of those situations where I'm probably not going to understand your viewpoint or agree with it. Or I'm not going to agree with your viewpoint, but we can try to understand where Mm -hmm. one another is coming from. Totally. I am so, yeah, and I am completely aware of that. So I appreciate that mm -hmm. because I think... We never want to leave people out of the conversation, but at the same time, I feel strongly about the things I feel strongly about. And, mm-hmm. but I never want to be like, and I won't listen to what you have to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's never like that. It's just mostly. <sighs> um, so anyway, I I just really feel. I really felt sad because I was like, oh, I just really want to see hope again. I want to see hope. But they were showing like old videos of, like you all, everyone at least in my circle knew where they were mm-hmm. when you found out Obama was president. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that was something where I just got so sad because I'm like, oh man, you know, it's politics is so tricky and I get it, but just to at least see Michelle as a human Mm -hmm. and all the things she had to deal with as a black woman, the first black first lady, she was just vilified. She could, she's like, I got off the plane off of Air Force One when we got out of the White House and I just bald for, for for 30 minutes straight just because I finally felt like I could like relax after eight years of mm-hmm. trying to be perfect because when you're a black American if you mess up you obviously like, everything is just like 10 times more criticism mm-hmm. and so she talked a lot about that and of course she, like, she showed all of the talks that she did for her book and it was just it was beautiful it was beautiful so that's all I'm gonna say great yeah I didn't watch anything this weekend <laughs> you didn't watch anything uh we watched brother bear miles is like super into bears right now so into bears i don't know where this came from but brother bear is horrible and the first like 10 minutes the mom bear and the brother human die well yeah you texted me and you're like yeah okay, i was like I why do a- the parents always okay here are my two gripes with disney we all know the parents always die so that's a gripe yes. Why do right. we just have to lead with that every time? But my bigger <laughs> my bigger gripe is that typically in a Disney movie, when a main or a very crucial character dies, they come back later in the movie in one way, shape or form, like in a dream or in a, yeah. like as like a vision or as like a kind of like a, not a ghost, but you know, like in Moana, like the grandma comes back on, in like this like light thing and totally but they're very tangible when they come back like they're interacting it's not like oh we're remembering them it's like this person came back and like i can talk to them again and see them again Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that's so confusing for kids like that's not how death works you know if we're gonna be bringing up death constantly at least make it be what it is so like like a couple of weeks ago we miles we had this like whole butterfly thing happened where we had this somebody sent us one of my my sister-in-law sent us this kit i think i've talked about this on the show recently where it was like a jar full of caterpillars and then the caterpillars turn into the cocoons and then they like turn into the butterflies. Then you like let the butterflies out in the yard. Very exciting. Yeah. Very cool. One of the butterflies came out of his cocoon wrong and his wing was bent, which apparently is really, this can happen when they come out of their cocoons, they're very delicate. And they, if they don't come out in just the right way, then this can happen. So his wing was bent and he couldn't fly. So he became our 
pet and he was like a fl- so Miles' first pet was a flightless butterfly <laughs> mm. or a butter can't fly which is what I started to call them oh <laughs> butter can't fly and but this was like just some common little orange butterfly it wasn't like a monarch it was just sort of you know your garden variety yeah, yeah butterfly yeah. and literally garden variety and so it only la- it only lived for like a week and then it died and Miles yeah. was like trying to feed it and was like didn't understand that it couldn't come oh. back yeah and he was like well in Moana the grandma just turns into oh. a into a manta ray and I was right. like see this is the yeah. thing she like, doesn't turn into turn a manta ray yeah. <laughs> she dies yeah. it's just confusing for kids I because know, like that's how so they confusing. learn about the totally. world so then we had to like go into this whole thing and yeah well I think very, I posted very like existential very quickly a couple years ago when the Dumbo movie was coming out yeah and I was like I refuse to see this like I was scarred by all the Disney movies like right? who else was scarred by Disney movies scarred by B- Dumbo just I can't like just Bambi just and, like, like name literally the movie. so tragic so tragic okay also you know I just found it this is a total tangent you know how sometimes we joke about like how people will email us pitches and they clearly don't oh, listen to our podcast I saw it you go ahead and Hello, say it because I was Joe gonna... and Claire the name of our <laughs> show is this is Joy and Claire yeah not this is Joe and Claire yeah we got we got a Hello, we got a Joe pitch just Claire. recently just Joe today. and Claire it's from a one it's from like a like a j- vagina egg to vagina. help train your to help train your pelvic floor yep I hope Joe is very interested in training their pelvic floor <laughs> Okay, can I finish with my with two um, recent run-ins with the law that we had? <laughs> Not really. Oh, are you going to talk about your like mean? Um... But I also want to talk about how I woke up at three. Okay, let me just start really quick. We have had like two police encounters recently didn't you already tell that story last week no, no i told you at jess's house but oh, i did not tell right. this on the That's show right. i was like i've seen you tell this okay go ahead no so so the other night i get up around 3 a.m every morning to let cadet out it's just like she's still young her bladder's small so i have to get out up in the middle of the night and so i was up in the middle of the night it's th- you know 3 a.m i'm outside with the dogs and i see these police vehicles kind of like a mile away down the street and they are roaming around with their huge floodlights on like on their cars so you can tell they're searching for someone and I'm like oh crap they're coming this way and I'm in my pajamas and I have two dogs I have like you know you're just rolled right out of bed I can't even see I'm just like oh crap and they're coming towards me and of course our garage let me just paint the picture too we don't have whatever I don't let them out in the backyard because we just have rocks back there and we the only patch of grass is in the front I have to train you're basically in your front yard yes I'm like in my front yard because the whole thing with cadet is you have to train her on leash to go to the bathroom. She goes faster on the bat to the bathroom on grass. So that's that. Okay. So I was outside with cadet on the leash and JT knows to just go out there. And so he was out there too. And the, and of course the police is coming like straight towards me. I'm like, oh crap. And he stops and he's like, Hey, uh, I was like, hi, <laughs> like crap. I'm not it's wearing three a bra. In the like, <laughs> so I'm like, and he's like, hey, have you, we've had some complaints of like gunshots or fireworks around her. Have you seen or heard anything? And of course, I'm probably thinking he thinks it's me because I'm like the only person up here at 3am and the neighbors are complaining about someone setting off fireworks. And I'm like, no, you know, it's been happening a lot, but I haven't heard anything recently. And and Cadet's like trying to jump on him. She's like all excited. There's like someone outside to right, play like with a, her. A buddy in the middle of the night. What a treat. Oh my gosh. And he, he, so he gets out of his 
this vehicle and like starts walking towards me and part of me would be like, no, don't get too close. Like I'm so scared right now. And not, I mean, it wasn't, I definitely was not scared, but I'm just saying like, I, it right. was just embarrassing. Like I'm in my pajamas with my two dogs. And so they're like going to the bathroom and, and anyway, he's like, yeah, we've heard some gunshots or fireworks around here. We're just trying to figure out where it's coming from. And I was like, I haven't heard anything, but okay. So that was running number one. He gets in his car and he leaves. And so the other day we've lived in this neighborhood for 13 years. Scott and I walk our dogs all the time. There's a park not far from us that um, is fairly fenced in. There's like one small opening, but we take our dogs to the side where you really cannot It's like, like a baseball them. field, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a baseball field. It's really small. It has a cute little park for kids. And it's like mm -hmm. a cute little neighborhood park. We take our dogs there all the time. Never had an issue. So we're walking back from a walk one one evening and we decide to let the dogs run a few circles around each other for like five minutes. And we just do this Which to like you do get all the wigglies. The time. We do this all the time. And again, it's safe. There's not a lot of traffic around. The park is fairly fenced in. So we're not going to lose them. And we know how to keep our dogs safe and contained. And so the second we let them off leash, I don't know where this lady came from. She like came a tree. with this huge, oh, I'm not kidding. I was like, where did she come from? Huge white van pulls up and she pulls on the wrong side of the road and she yells out her window. She's like, you got to leash him up. And I looked at her and I was like, what? And she's like, you got to leash him up. You can't have him off leash here. And I'm thinking, okay, this is the weirdest thing ever. So we, we immediately put the leashes on them because they were like right by us. Right. No one's at the park, by the way. So it's not like we were like, endangering right. other people's lives with our with our very very ferocious labs and she gets out of her car and starts walking towards us and she's pointing and yelling at us and like i'm trying to right. i'm trying to to figure out how to get a dog park around here but you cannot put leader your, have your dogs off leash here bah, 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 like yelling and scott goes excuse me and i was like scott shut up shut up because <laughs> this is one of those situations where i'm like we're not gonna right, fight just like this. smile like, and nod and like let her say her piece and, and then like scott move it was so funny we actually had to process this quite a bit because i'm like you need to like this is where it's interesting where i see scott draw a line of like mm. how people treat him mm -hmm. and i'm like okay what is that about anyway we had a nice little like psychoanalyst analysis about that okay hold on but, let me take um, a tangent real quick do you do that oh Does, like, yeah Scott get mad if you psychoanalyze him no 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 Does not he, at like, all yell at you but well nah let's see he was upset because on the way back <laughs> I I kind of said to him I'm like you were kind of a dick <laughs> he's good he's like what she and he has this like and this is where we kind of had to we kind of started to go and I won't go into this now but we talked a lot about white male privilege so we mm -hmm. had a huge that's what the conversation was later at dinner because mm -hmm. i was like look you felt threatened and you're this white male as she challenged you and what is that about so we kind of broke that conversation down which he was like actually really open to he's like wow i didn't realize that but mm -hmm. he wasn't he was open to it but the first blush when i said you're kind of being a dick he was right. like what he she like started it kind of thing where i'm like no no right. no 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 she's not that's not how this goes here and She's going to come at us no matter what. She doesn't know us from the people two doors down. Like she doesn't right. know, she doesn't know we're good people. She doesn't know we're raising service dogs. Like she doesn't, she could care less about that. Yeah. So anyway, so it was just an interesting thing where I'm like, I rarely see Scott challenge, mm -hmm. but the fact that I think that she came at us where he, he had this like entitlement where he's like, we've lived here 13 years. He said that right. to her and she was like, she was like, 
stop interrupting me. Like really, really inappropriate. She was really mean. Yeah. Where this whole thing could have been resolved by us just putting our leashes on and walking away. And sure. it completely like dampened like our night. We were walking home with like our heads down, like, oh my God, we just got yelled at. And, you know, after Scott kind of shut up and she said whatever she needed to say, we put our leashes on and I just waved at her. I'm like, thank you. Bye. And I just kind of, right. we skulked off and went home. And then of course he wrote an email to the city and <laughs> complained about her. He read the email to me and he was basically like saying she needs some soft skills because like this could have been resolved in a much more right. pleasant she's manner. Right. be but, like the person who's right. But we, we did kind of break it down, especially in the climate right now that I was like, you, you really reacted from a point of white male privilege. And he was totally open to that discussion. I'm not saying he was like, whoa, Right. I'm not <laughs> anyway, so that was our two run-ins with like the random uh, law of our of our city. But um, <laughs> I just thought it was like interesting how we, after 13 years, we got like yelled at. So yeah. she was so mean. And then of course, like it's kind of the same thing when like people flip you off or if, like a cop pulls you over. You want to be like, but I'm really, really a good person. Like right. you want to say, well, they don't care like, about that. Right. You don't yeah. want to be like, okay, I know we don't have the chance. Have my dogs off leash, but like right. Can't, why can't I have? But like, it's me. It's joy. But it's me, right? You totally go to that place. Yeah, I. Yeah, don't you know who I am? But anyway, okay. Well, that's all we got. Anything else that we have to announce? Any exciting things? Send us a voice can, memo, please. Answer the question from earlier in the podcast. Yeah, that will just be so fun. I hope this works. And also, yeah. if you have a question for us, like it can go either way. If you do have a question, send us your questions and a voice memo. I just think it's so fun to hear your guys' voices. It's so much more fun than just reading your emails. Yeah, it's um, great. And you can also go to the contact us on our Instagram, which is at Joy and Claire underscore. And if you click the contact us button, you can send us, you can leave us a voicemail on our Google voice number, which will go directly to voicemail. You don't like, you're, we're not going to answer and like force you to talk to a live person. So that's another option if you can't figure out the voice memo thing. Yes. And if you have any guest ideas or people that you want to have on the show, you want to have us talk to on the show, please send that as well. We love hearing from you and mm. uh, just wishing you a good week. Just take it one day at a time. We're still here. Talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs>